Joshua Potts, Mr. Pottsful, always with a brother with the same mother, Aaron Potts, super hot Potts, and you're watching and listening to your favorite two black runners in 2022, every single two black, two Yes, sir. It is 2022. Happy New Year. First podcast of the year. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Crazy to think we're in 2022. We're still doing our thing. Set out with 52 episodes starting in 2019. And just to see how y'all like it. And we still here. We still still doing our thing. So just thankful for another blessed year. Excited for all these podcasts that we have to come down the way. Yeah, bro, it's going to be tight. 2022 is going to be a big year. I really think so. Uh, last year was a big year unexpectedly, but going into 2022, it's all like kind of a little bit more prepared for everything now. I have plans going in the works like months ahead of time. And so we're really excited just to see how we're going to develop in 2022. Hopefully everything can stay afloat. We don't get too big surprises, but you know, life will slap you in the face. But we more prepared now. We a little more seasoned. You know, this is like our third year. Last year was like our sophomore year. We've been, we're like juniors now in the game. So like, I think we're going to have a good 2022 yeah bro same and I'm, I'm super excited you know because when we started we we started at such a crazy time in the track world mm -hmm. like it was right before covid but then covid hits everything's shut down and you know things still aren't as great as they could be but we're seeing some developments you know there's people attending concerts and like sports events um yeah a lot of people are still getting getting covid of course but curious to see like how that's gonna affect track and field this year there there's a lot of big events coming up we all know world championships are gonna be in oregon so just excited to see the opportunities that come for everybody in this track and field media world with things a little bit more open than they've been in the past like two years yeah, so it's really going to be a hype, bro. We hope just to bring you guys more and more this year, not just on the Two Black Runners podcast, but also through the running report, through like our YouTube channel and through the Instagram and everything. So just kind of just like watch out what really goes down in 2022 because we got big plans, a lot of things to do. So like, but really like Two Black Runners will kind of just be like, the most consistent thing that you will get from us every single two black Tuesday. We sometimes will skip, but like low key, my goal is still 52 straight. No cap, Aaron. I'm low key looking at 52 straight. But you know, we'll, we'll skip. We'll skip at times. We'll skip at times. We always won't have an interview. That's why we got this week just for the real ones, honestly. But as we have the for the real ones, we ain't just going to pour our house pour our heart out to you guys this week like we did when we reflect back we're gonna look forward into 2022 and specifically into like all just of what the great things and the possibilities that can happen in the running world and how we want to do that is through false start oh no i believe usain bolt false started i think usain bolt just false started now, false start is a game where me and Aaron, we kind of just let out our like biggest hot takes. We let you know our most hot takes and then the other person really decides if that's a false start or not. A false start basically just mean like that, that take is whack. It's too early. It's not happening. That is what a false start is, bro. Aaron, you ready to play some false start, bro? Yo, this is my favorite game. So yeah, let's, let's hop in it. I got, I got a lot of opinions going into 2022. I think this one, this first one is you. I think this first one is you right here. So what, what you what you talking about? Everyone was doubting me last year when I was talking to y'all about the one and only Cole Hawker doing this thing, beating Centro. So I got Sound another like one. I got another one for y'all. Cole Hawker will medal this year at Worlds in Eugene. Now this is, y'all saw how he shushed everyone at the Olympic trials. This is gonna be the world championship final and he's gonna, we already know he's gonna be in the final, but will he get a medal? I believe he will get a medal. Joshua, is that a false start? That's a false start, bro. That's a false start. That's a false start. You came in hot. This man came in hot. That's came in hot, but that's a false start, bro. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I have a lot of faith in Cole Hawker. You know, Cole Hawker is, is beast. Just signed with Nike. I think we're really going to be excited to how he's going to do like his first season, like being a pro and everything and being with new generation and all the stuff they do. But like the man got six at the Olympics, which is great. Ran that's what I was, he got six at the Olympics. His first and ran time. 331. But you know who, what the winner, who the winner was? 
I know who Jacob he was. Jacob Ingerbrickston. Jacob Ingerbrickston ran 328. Jerry Chariot right behind him ran 328. Josh Kerr ran 329. Then you had Kip Singh. And then you had another person, then Cole Hawker. I just feel like right now, that's a false start to say for me. Like I just There's just no American on that level of a 328. And is he going to make that second of a three second drop in this next year? I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's a different atmosphere in a way. And he was ready for it. This guy had been running since indoor all the way up until like August, bro. True, true. And true. he ran a th his first race with world talent and he performed well and he was under the Olympic record. Don't forget that. So now this guy has a full year where his focus is running in his hometown, his turf. You coming on his turf on America, USA, and Eugene, track town. So but everyone like, in the Aaron. state is going to be rooting for this man. He knows when to show up. He, we know he's Mr. Clutch. Is he is he better than Jacob Chariot or Josh Kerr? Like on like a, on the, on a great day, and yes. there may be other Damn people me. that finished behind him that he did beat that day. But like on a, on those three guys, and they know we know they always gonna run fast. Like they ain't gonna run slow. It ain't gonna be the Olympic trials where he go and kick down Centro like how he did these three. So I, that's where I'm just saying right now, for me, it's a false start. Best of luck to Cole Hawker. I think he's going to be in that final two. I'm going to be hyped. And I hope he does shush the crowd. That would be hyped. But like right now, that's a false start. That's a false start, bro. I can respect that. But I, I think I'm, I think we're going to have to rewind this tape at the end of the year again. But also coming up, the star-studded 3K at Milrose is going to tell us a lot. We got Cole Hawker, Cesarek, Jenkins, Drew Hunter, Connor Mance, Wesley Kiptu, Yair Naguz, Cooper Tier, Gordy Beamish, Luis Grijalva, Joe Klecker. Dang. Bro, these are like the, the college. These guys all were college <laughs> and young stars, all going to be all stars. at Milrose January 29th. And I don't know. Well, Cole, do you think Cole Hawker will take this? Who do you who do you got? Who would be your pick out of out of that? Everyone I just picked from there to win that race, January 29th. Honestly, like I want to go with Cole Hawker. I want to go with like honestly, bro. I'll give you my top three right now. How it's gonna finish? Now, no particular order. Let me say that no particular order. But I think my top three gonna be finishing. It's gonna be Cole Hawker, Luis Grijalva, and then I want to throw Drew Hunter in there. I feel like they Cole Hawker. I feel like it's just has for the past year has been so great overall that like you really can't bet against this dude. And then Luis Grijalva, like same way, has been so great on the track as well. And then Drew Hunter has been running some good races in between. And then right on the edge of that, I think Gordy Beamish coming in with a last second pull to get like a third place spot or possibly win it is going to be right in that mix. But honestly, that's going to be, that. yeah, that's going to be a great race. Cole Hawker, Luis Grijalva, Drew Hunter and Gordy Beamish are like my top four that are like probably going to have the great chances of winning this race. Almost interested to just see Mance to make them dance in a 3K because hey. this guy really, he doesn't really lose, but we know this is a, this is a pretty fast race, like the speed wise. And he's usually yeah. seen him on the roads and stuff like that. So I'll, he's an ultra competitor, kind of like, like Cole Hawker. So I'm most excited to see, to see what he does, to be honest. Yeah, bro. Everybody's excited to see Mance, but a lot of people in the track world who are really excited about is what I got for my next false start, Aaron. So I'm about to say this, people, and don't crucify me. Don't crucify me when I say this right now. Let me, let me get it out. Let me get it out, bro. Aaron, is this a false start? Is this a false start? The hype of Sha'Carri Richardson will die down in 2022. Is that a false start? He formed miracles on me. Sha'Carri Richardson in the Kanye commercial. Sha'Carri. Sha'Room Sha'Carri. The hype will die. It's hard to say. To me, I'm like, what do you consider hype dying? I mean, of course, it was the Olympics, so everything was heightened to as high as it can be, to be honest. So, like, of course, like, maybe a little bit of that. I don't know. The media hype might die down, but I'm also wondering, like, did Sha'Carri Richardson, you know, just realize that like, or not, I wouldn't even say realize, did she just, does she just feel like she's over? Like she, they were going after her on Shade Room, you know, she could Network. tweet, she could tweet, oh, oh, I'm going to get some breakfast. And people would be like, dang, she hates Allison Felix. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and that could be, and that could be a headache at times. So maybe she's going to have a new strategy. Or maybe she has to have some type of strategy because everyone wants to hop on and think of something of what she says. Because I feel like she hasn't been tweeting as much. 
So mm-hmm. I think some of that, I don't think it's a completely a false start because I think some of that energy will die down. I don't think Shakari will die down. I think she will continue to rise to the occasion. And I'm excited to see what she does because I feel like, you know, she come out there. You know how she is, man. She got that Air Force One energy, that Black Air Force One energy. Yeah, she, she, she definitely a dog. She definitely a dog. Last yeah. year, number six all-time in the 100 when she ran U.S. number three all-time as well. And I just feel like, it's it's it just won't be the same it won't be the same i feel like we're going to expect so much like from the hype of shakari like no matter how she races i feel like the only way that we get that same to where everybody's talking about shakari she's on espn and talking about she has to beat elaine thompson she has to beat shelly and fraser price she has to win world championship gold and to say that for that to happen right to say that's going to happen right now for me i can't say that I can't say that right now, that she's going to win world championship gold. I can't say that. The way that Lane Thompson, Shelly Ann Frazier, and even Sharika Jackson ran over the past the past year. Like, I just can't say that right now. I just hope. So the only way that she can get to that level is doing that. And I'm hoping that she does. And I hope the media ha- hype and track were able to hype up Shakari enough where people are interested to be like, no matter how she does, I'm going to watch world championships. I hope we can carry that hype. But I'm just, I'm sorry to be a pes- be a pessimist in this situation, but I just really don't feel like the hype is going to be the same. I think it may be more on a thing Mo and Sidney McLaughlin, because I think it's guaranteed, like, they're going to be sweeping and stuff. Well, I, I like you're saying, though, in this way, I will say I hope this hype is up because we have Elaine Thompson who may break the world record this year going to compete and... All the all the Jamaican women are next level. So like Shakari, I mean, I don't want to say she is our only hope. Tian Daniels is doing her thing for sure too. But like we need to be talking about this event a lot because it is gonna be a battle. And there is, I'm not gonna lie, like Shade Room was wilding, but there is some shade out there. You know, we 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 all saw it. We all saw what was going on. But I got another one for you. This is another one. I'm hoping there's a lot of hype around this. You know, some people might say this is a wild statement, but the 17-year-old Ariana Knighting will surpass Noah Lyles, Fred Curley, Kenan Derrick, and start his reign in the 200. Wait, 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 wait. Is that a can false you, start? You, wait, wait, wait. Say it again. Say it again. Ariana Knighting will surpass Lyles, Curley, and Benaric and begin his crazy reign in the 200 of being the man. Wait, you said surpass? He will surpass. He will be the best in the U.S. He's going to be on, that guy. He's going to take over. He's going to change the game forever. This dude doesn't Sur- turn 18. Surpass as in exceed, exceed or be greater than. That's I mean, the definition of surpass. <laughs> or be better than. Do or be better than ever before. This season, he's going to be the best in the two on the on the U.S. False start, bro. False start. Stop, 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 stop. We can't be seeing. This is too soon. This is too soon, bro. You just jumped the whole gun. You jumped the whole gun, my yeah. guy. Like, I, I get you. Ariel Knighton is beast. He's running time similar to Bolt. But let's Did not ju- let's not sit up here January. What is it? January 4th up here saying that Ariel Knighton is going to be better than Noel House, Fred Curley, and Kenny Benderick, and like all the other studs that we got in the 200 we you might as well throw michael norman in that list because he may be running the 200 this year like come on bro he gonna be the best i can't say that right now you could throw i can't no, say that i know Man turns 18 on january 29th bro come on bro like throw, he's throw he's, norman these in dudes there. are young too but like they real they the real deal throw norm don't disrespect Knighton. throw norman in there what place he get at the olympics he got fourth what place Knighton get he got fourth so don't don't disrespect this man now Come on, man. I'm not disrespecting though. He was the third best. Other people's names. He was the third best in the. He was the third best in the U.S. last year. Was he not the third Next. best in the U.S.? But you're okay? saying he's gonna be better than Noah Lyles and Kenny Ben Derrick. That's a possibility. You said he's gonna be greater. He be, he's greater. beating. Has he, he not beaten Noah Lyles before? Do you know the definition of surpass, Aaron? <laughs> Do or be better bro, than ever before. This man ever is ever before. This dude on, is a bro. phenom. He might Next break topic. it open. He might break it open, bro. That's all I'm saying. Fourth at the 2021 Olympics. He's beaten all out multiple times. U18 record at 1984. This man's only 17. He might hit puberty this year, bro. <laughs> he might not even hit puberty. You never even know. He must about to be in his. He not even in. He about to hit his man body this year. You never even know, bro. So I, that's all. It's a young man's game. And this dude is the youngest. 
Shoot, I don't, I really don't, I don't really don't think about that. Let me know what y'all think, bro. Let me know what y'all think, but I really don't think Arian Knighton will surpass Noah Lyles, Fred Curley, and Kenny Benderek. He'll definitely be on that level. I think he surprised a lot of people at the Olympic trials this year. Like he was running, like when he was running through like the American Track League and stuff, and we we would see him. Like he wasn't running, like he was competitive, but when he started running like that, nineteen eight, that changed the game. But I still even think I'm still even considering like someone like Terrence Laird who had that full load of that NCAA season. And then, but once he came out to the Olympic trials was tired now to not have that, he may be somebody that's better than Arian Knighton. So I don't know, bro. It's, there's a Let lot of players in that 200, that 200 is tough, bro. That 200 is going to be like on the men and women's side. That 200 is, is, is hot. It's hot. We gonna see, man. Well, I got, I got one more. We gonna, we gonna stick to the sprints. We already know the legend, or he wants to be a legend. The one and only oh. Christian Coleman is coming back, bro. He's coming back, and we know how this boy is. He's coming with vengeance. You know, he got a point to prove. And is it a false start to say that Christian Coleman will come back and win gold in the hundred meters this year? Now you guys may be thinking that I would say it's a false start, but I don't think I don't think that's a false start. I don't think that's a false start. That's a that's a good that's a good pick. That is a very very good pick. Do I think it will happen though? <laughs> I'm I don't know. I don't know if it would happen. I don't know if it would happen, but I think the 100 is definitely something that is is it's wide open right now. And whoever wins this one is all like, oh, how are they going to defend their title? Through the next couple of years because even with our winner last year why am i blanking on my guy's name from italy even though that he did that win last year it was out of the blue it happened out of nowhere we all assumed that trayvon romel would get to that final and be that winner like the dude went crazy this year but if we can get that final that we want with trayvon romel christian coleman fred curley in it my dude from italy even andre de grasse and like so many other hitters I think it really is wide open. So to say that Christian Coleman is going to come back and win the 100 this year is definitely not a false start. The dude ran 979, and like it's not like he's coming off an injury. I don't think this man's going to really have rust on him. And we'll really see that first test of that rust at the 2022 Milrose Games on January 29th when he'll go head-to-head with Trayvon Romel. And him, Romel, are the last two the last two best 60 are the last two 60 meter world champions in this event. So for them, the matchup at Milrose for Christian Coleman's first test back will be a just good thing of just what we're going to see from Coleman in the next couple of years. Like, honestly, most definitely. And you, you hit it right on the head when you said whoever wins this world is going to set the tone being that everything is like back to back with the championships now. So like this is Coleman's chance to really submit his name as one of the legends. And like, in my opinion, he submits his name as a legend by winning this world championship and then winning that 2024 uh, Olympics. And next thing you know, everyone's going to forget. I'm not trying to bring it up, but everyone's going to forget about what happened, to be honest. Winning is the cure to to everything, bro. So I can see him winning the winning the one, coming back. And now he got his boys winning the four by one. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's that secret sauce, that secret ingredient. But we can't forget about Fred Curley and everything that he did last year and his first year moving down to the one. So let's see how he performs. He was silver medalist. So I'm interested to see like how much better he is at the one this year. Cause I already see him posting, like he's hungry. He's, he's mad that he didn't get the dub um, in 2021. Yeah. So we talking about Vermel and hey, all of Vermel, but we can't forget about Curley either. Yeah. I'm I, I, Lamont Jacobs as well from Italy like he's gonna be a real threat the dude is good but yeah Christian I think the what we're gonna be talking about all year leading up to the world championships depending how how fast Lamont Jacobs comes out the blocks is gonna be Coleman Romel and Curly like that's gonna be the conversation and then Siambe and uh my man from from Kenya as well will probably be in the conversation because they be running good but like those three Americans will probably be like that top conversation that we have and really between Coleman and Romel it's gonna be like who's gonna have the best start bro because both of them have just insane starts so like to see like Coleman's low-key the best starter of all time like low-key yeah. I think that's I mean, where he like record holder 
So, like, it's going to be insane to see that 60 on January 29th at the Milrose Games. I'm excited for that. Another thing that I'm really excited about coming up into 2022, and I feel like it's, it's kind of like an underrated rivalry. And I just feel like it's because it's the steeplechase and, like, we don't really talk about it enough. And because steeple, like, uh, women steeplechasers have horse girl energy, like, we kind of just, like, <laughs> we kind of don't bring Yo. it up. Shout out Nikki Hiltz. But, uh yeah, like I just feel like in this, tell me if this is a false start, bro. Tell me this is a false start. This rivalry between Emma Coburn and Courtney Ferrix right here. Emma Coburn will break Courtney Ferrix's American record in the steeplechase in 2022. I think that's that's a hard one, bro. Like I that's a hard one, but honestly, I don't think she's gonna break it, bro. I don't think she's gonna break it. I think it's possible that Emma does beat her. Like, I'm not yeah. saying that I think she'll be her, but I don't know if she's going to break her record in particularly. I don't know. It's hard to say, you know, give up. I'm not trying to limit and say what Emma can or can't do, but I guess you just got to be in that race to do that. And she almost, what was she on pace to run when she fell that one race? At least she was definitely on pace to break nine. So like, yeah, I think like 859, 858. But I think too, also like, the way I say it is like she's gonna break the American record. Like I think that Emma, like she may they may be in the same race and like Emma Coburn breaks Courtney Ferrix's American record, but then Courtney Ferrix runs even faster. I still really do think that they're head to head and they're just recently, well, since 2019, since through 2020 and 2021, they haven't seen each other at their absolute best. Like at the Olympics, Emma Coburn just ran like it was a bad day, you know. Then at pre-classic, Emma wasn't there when Courtney Ferrix ran that insane that eight fifty-seven. But I feel like on that head-to-head -head day, that they're both feeling good. Either if that's at the World Championships or at the U.S. Championships, they're gonna both go under eight fifty-seven. Like really, the I just the sky is really the limit in the steeple, bro. Like the the women still haven't got to that like elite mark yet. I feel like like they can go. A lot of them can go way under nine, bro. Um, that's true. That's true. Because we've seen the world records like 848. So you know that there's more, more women out there that can do that. So like, there's a lot of lot of room to improve there. Even the 848, you could see that I could see them getting to like, is it 848? It might be faster. It's but... 844. Oh, Patrice, it's 844. Uh, Kepchoic. I can see them getting under. Yeah, then that's case. I can see someone getting under 840 eventually, most definitely. So I'm also curious to just see like, we didn't really get to see Colin quickly. She had a, a lot of hype around her with these podcasts talking about Bowerman, but she was hurt. She was hurt last year. So I'm excited to see her and her Lululemon kit um, back in the fold because she was someone that we did always have to mention. She was mm -hmm. competitive and right there with them. And then we also got to talk about um, homie from uh, OAC who- Leah just, Fallon. Leah Fallon, who, who hit, that, hit that barrier. She was right there. Yeah, but the the bring up Colleen though, Colleen Colleen coming back is gonna be super super interesting. I'm no, I'm hyped to see what Colleen's gonna do once she comes back. When she comes back, no, yeah, 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 yeah. That's gonna be interesting. Just the the dynamics of how fast she's gonna be when she comes back. Because let's not forget when she was on Bowerman, like she remember when nice. she beat when she beat Shelby in that mile in, yes. in, indoors, like. Colin could do it all, like low key. So like, if she can get back to that level, I'm hyped and I'm ready to see like her mix it up again with Emma and Courtney Ferrix. It's gonna be exciting. But this next one I got for you, bro. Personal favorite with the 800, we just being 800 runners. Brandon Miller will run 143 this year and go pro. He'll leave Texas A&M. We've seen Texas A&M athletes, Donovan Brazier, a thing move. They've been really been doing their thing. And I really feel like they figured they've definitely like figured out the 800. Uh, mm -hmm. Brandon ran 144.9 last year where he got second, barely missed, missed the finals, the Olympic trials. But I think they're going to be able to get it together this year. And I think he's going to have an even bigger breakout season and do some like Donovan Brazier type things. Is that a false start? No, not, not at all. Not at all. Brandon Miller will definitely run 143. I wouldn't be surprised if he breaks Saruni's uh, NCAA record at 143.25. Like, I think those are things that are just may just happen this year. Like, I think he's on that trajectory. And like you said, Texas A&M at 800U, like they've definitely figured out a formula there. 
and to have like to have him even just be chasing like Dalvin Brazier's 143 is all like he has something to chase even if he doesn't have a Jewett right in front of him or something like that like I think he's definitely on that level right now and when he ran that that 600 that 115 like already indoors like that was two that was like two weeks in December in 2021 so like already this man is in shape and ready to go I'm, yeah I wouldn't be surprised if he runs if he like I know that's a hard task under going under 143 too but like would you be surprised if he does that I would just that's man and I feel like, like he wouldn't eat either he wouldn't be I bet that's on his vision board right now I'll never forget this man ran like 151 like in the eighth grade or something crazy so like I'm definitely not doubting this dude at all bro and he runs with such heart and such passion it's always exciting and fun to see him him run and then just coming from that program texas a&m they know exactly what they're doing i feel like they're going to look back and they're going to know what to what to improve so he has that longevity to be in that final and possibly make that team you know yeah. he is right there to make the team in the 800 which it's pretty tough on the on the on the men's side men's side dude and i just we'll talk about that later but the return to donovan brazier bro Return to Donovan yeah. Brazier, bro. I forgot about that, bro. That's no, the eight hundred is really exciting. We Ooh. we talk about this right now though. But like, who is gonna be the top dude in the eight in the men's eight hundred? Will it be Clayton Murphy again? Will Isaiah Jewett rise to the throne? Will Isaiah Harris, Isaiah Harris, come on to his own this year? Will Donovan Brazier return to his spot? Is Bryce Hopple gonna get more oh strength? Like that men's eight hundred is really gonna be stacked. Like there's a lot of people and play there but then one more thing off of brandon miller if you want to talk more about the 800 as well i think it's really going to be telling too like how he opens up because like last year he opened up in 150 and ran a lot of 148 147s and then ran like a 145 then just dropped to like a 144.9 so like if he's able to run well I, i'm assuming he's going to run under 150 like first time Definitely. opening up but like is it like how is this progression gonna go? Is he gonna run a lot of 144s or 145s? I think that would be telling for sure. But no, the men's 800 in the U.S. is definitely gonna be hard. And the thing is too, like once they get to that 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 world championship stage, it's still gonna be like trying to get past the manual career. And my what my other dude's name? Oh my gosh, what's the oh uh, Ferguson Ferguson Rodich? Like it's gonna be that's still hard like even getting past if you can get past Dalvin Brazier and all that or Clayton Murphy getting to run against them is even harder I think it's going to be Isaiah Jewett I, I, I'm going to say that right now this could be a false start I think Isaiah Jewett is gonna gonna be the top dog this year coming in he goes into every race and makes you run his race so I think he's going to be the biggest one to look out for you know we saw what he did I mean if he didn't fall at the Olympics bro I really feel like this dude could have meddled in that race, bruh. And he was getting faster every single race, bro, Was did not get burnt. So him and, and Jabri yeah. Harris, like, they know what they're doing out there. It's working, bro. And this dude, he ran a 143. So, bro, I'm really I'm really excited to see, see how he performs this year, being like a full pro now. I think, I think he's going to make some noise for real. But Donovan Brazier is going to come back with engines most definitely engines and you got charlie hunter training with them too so charlie hunter may do something nice That's... but someone else that was just like isaiah jewett burst on the scene breakout season joe set norris let's talk about this girl for a second bro come on tell me if this is a false start bro joe said norris will make a team make a world's team this year i don't know if it's gonna be in the 15 i don't know if it's gonna be in the five i don't know if it's gonna be in the eight no it's probably not gonna be the eight but i'm saying joe said norris will make a world's team for the u.s this year yeah i definitely think she's gonna make a team i don't think that's a false start at all like um number two in the 15 I mean, and then she's up, so she's up against tough competitors. Eleanor Pierre made it. Um, was that Heather McLean and ooh, Corey my, McGee? And Corey McGee. I think Jacette could be, I think Jacette could get in there, bro. And like oh, she has, bro. she has speed and strength. She has a strength in the 5,000, number two in the 5,000 for the US behind Alicia Munson. Is that just this? That was just that last season, I believe. Um, but she's yes. right there. She's right there in terms of strength. And then in the eight, she's under two as well. So like, 
she I think the 15 really is her race and um she knows she got a lot of good experience with the Diamond League races being in those those tough international competitions last year too so this year I think she has a really good chance of making a team and I think she really I think she will bump somebody out that was in from us from the last season yeah, I think it's really just going to come down to what she does, if it's the 15 or the 5, or possibly does both. But I feel like in any certain occasion, I think just that experience of running the Diamond League and getting third in the Diamond League final, I think is really going to play big for her. I don't know what, she, I guess it's really just whatever more comfortable but she, that she feels that. But I do feel like the 15 is going to be a little bit easier route for her than compared to the 5. Because running the five and having to go through like Elise Cranny and Carissa Schweizer and then leaving like then Rachel Schneider being that third person and then even having somebody like Abby Cooper coming on you too like there's a lot of women yeah. coming for that spot in the five so but I think she can fit easily right behind Eleanor Perrier St. Pierre and make get that third spot get that second or third spot or possibly even win it you never know so I think this, I, she will be on a world team though. I don't care. She, she's going to be there. She's going to be in the. I'm position. excited for Abby Cooper too, man. She she a beast. We'll see if she could get back into that 5K because she was right. She was really right there. So that'll be That's... interesting too. But another good one. I think we all expected this. We all expected this last year. But will it finally happen? Not even finally. But will this happen? Is this a false start to say this? Grant Holloway will break the world record this year and win gold. And Eugene, is that a false start? No, bro. Come on, definitely man. They <laughs> didn't even talk about this. Never be talking about this. Grant Holloway, definitely if he goes bald too. Definitely if he goes yeah. bald. Grant Holloway, just shave it off, bro. I know you got the full head of hair, but just go bald. Two pocket. I know it gives you superpowers. Like let's let's be real. Let's be real. Definitely ups your game a little bit. But I think Grant Holloway will get the world record this year. He's right there. I think he'll get that gold in Eugene. He just needs to put that perfect race together. I feel like. I don't know why, but when he gets to that final, those final races, he doesn't always run his absolute best. And I think that just comes with the hurdles. Like you really never know what you're going to get, especially in the short hurdles. Just like one mistake will get there. Like the easiest, well you, well, you can look at the Olympics, but even look at the trials. Like he ran that 12-8-1, second fastest time ever in the semifinal round and then came back in the final and then ran like i think like 1301 or something like that and just didn't have the cleanest race possible so i think it's just something that he's just going to keep on getting better and better and better at and so I, i'm looking forward to him getting that world record and getting that because he's definitely somebody that should be prime time you know like the way that yeah. shakari richardson is prime time and everyone else like people should be talking about grant holloway all the time most definitely and i, and I think you said it too. I mean, the Olympics is the biggest stage and to now have that experience, that championship experience under his belt, like I definitely think that's gonna have set him up for our worlds to prepare and know how to attack those races um, even even better. I mean, I mean, he still ended up meddling at the, at the Olympics, you know, getting silver, which is huge. Yeah. Which is gonna just leave him more hungry and maybe that sets him up for that year of transition right now. And him, like Coleman, this is kind of, I mean, we would have loved for him to break the world record and win gold at 2021, but maybe he does it this year. And then this is when his legacy really starts to explode because all the championships are back to back, are like back to back to back practically, you know what I mean? And by the time we get to 2028 in LA, this man hasn't lost a championship. I don't, I don't really think Possible. that's, I don't really think that's too much to say for Grant Holloway, but like Joshua, like Joshua, you said, like he really is prime time like that. And I think he's going to be, he's going to be a legend for sure. With Grant Holloway, like respect to all his competitors, but I really feel like it's just when he gets on that line, especially in that championship race, it's Grant Holloway versus the hurdles at this point. Respect the Omar McLeod and what he's doing, but like until he can get back to that level that we've seen him in 2016, like it's really the Grant Holloway show and just is Grant Holloway going to be able to beat these hurdles. But Omar McLeod definitely has the ability to like be right there with Grant Holloway. It's just him getting to the line and him being in the right shape, everything. But until then, like it's Grant and for uh, 
Daniel Roberts too. Daniel Roberts too. Can, oh yeah, can also, yeah, yeah. Can also be right there, but it's just him getting over that thing. But until until somebody proves it, it's Grant Holloway versus versus everybody. It's Grant Holloway versus everybody. Grant Holloway versus the hurdles. And it's gonna be interesting. And then somebody else, these two other people that are really uh like just dominant, and I feel like they're gonna be dominant next year. Or I'm gonna give you my world athletics athletes of the years right now, Aaron. I want you to tell me if this is a false start. The World Athletics Athlete of the Year's next year will be, drumroll, Jacob Ingerbrigsten and Christine Maboa. Those will be our World Athlete Athletics Athlete of the Year's in 2022. They're beasts. They're both young. Jacob's going to be 22. Christine's going to be tw it's going to be 19. But the dominance that they had last year, Chris, Christine finished, got that silver, but she wasn't able to run her event of the 400 because the World Athletics was low-key tripping. They were low-key tripping with the with the rules and the testosterone and all that. They were tripping off that. Jacob Ingerbrigsten finally got that Olympic gold, that 328, that promised child. He probably going to win again in, in the Worlds. Uh, he probably going to win another 15 and time going to go down even faster. He ran a ninth all the time in the mile. And like we've seen with Elaine Thompson Hurrah, you don't got to break the world record to be athlete of the year. You just have to be impactful. And if this man can get even faster in the mile, even faster in the 15, he is going to be a beast. And low-key, Christine Maboa, she may just run the four and the two and win both. Like, she got uh, it like that. What about, what about, like, Sydney? What about Sydney McLaughlin? Like, what if she loses no races this year? That's what she basically did this year, and they didn't give it to her. That's, That's what I'm saying, though. That's Christine Maboa, if she's able to, I think she will double something with, like, the four and two once we get to Worlds. And like, she's already breaking all these records. She's already an African 200 meter record holder. She'll be the African 400 meter rec record holder. She's gonna have all these stats with her. And the fact that the World Athletics is gonna let her run the 400 and the 200, like she's gonna be a, on a different level. And then Jacob is really just gonna come down to like, Jacob just needs to be undefeated, which I think can happen, like most definitely. Like, did you see this dude at, at, at Euros cross country? Like this man, He's That's nice, bro. He got he got different. to the competition too. Like if he's beating Solomon Borrega like that, he's bringing beating Timothy Cherry up like that. He's beating Cole Hawker like that. And like, I think it's definitely possible, bro. I, those are my two. Steph, Jacob Ingebrigtsen is a little bit harder for me, but I I most Christine Maboa like she may not lose next year. She may not lose because you don't even know how to run the two hundred and another bro. year to do it. And like, and the four, I think the four is just low key easy for her. It's going to be, we'll see, man. It's going to be sick. That's going to be, be a sick. good one. Cause uh homie and the, uh, who am I forgetting right now? Gold medalist. Um, why am I forgetting right now, bruh? And the four? Yes. And Shawna Miller-Weibo? Shawna Miller-Weibo destroyed everyone, bro. She destroyed everyone. But she didn't even run the world lead. She didn't even run the world lead in that. But I mean, she'll be pushed now. She'll be pushed. So like, uh, she is a she is, she is on another level. I feel like too. So like, I want to see her in a race versus Christine and see what happens. But yeah, if Christine is beating her consistently like that, dominating Shawnee Miller Weibo, then it's like yeah, she's. I mean, you definitely got to give it to her, and I, that is a possibility. That's definitely a that that's but, definitely a possibility. But look at this. She did run the world lead, my bad. Shawnee Miller Weibo, she ran 48-3 at the Olympics to win. But bro, Christine ran 49-2 in April. That's that's gonna be a good matchup. And they wouldn't let her run the 400 again. They got scared. That's wild. Hey, she about to go off. Last one. Yeah, last one I got, bro. This was the race of the of the Olympics, I feel like to me, there's a lot of good race Olympics. So this is, I had to be the craziest one. And was that Rye Benjamin Carson Warholm? Uh, that 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 race was insane. You know, Warholm running 45 nine to win gold, and Rye running 46 one. I'm still like, words don't even explain. I was in shock to see this, but I was upset to see Rye lose. And I think Rye Benjamin will take down Carson Warholm on his home soil this year. And he'll get that gold, he'll get that world gold, you know, that he's been wanting to add to his resume. Is that a false start? 
No, that's not a false start, but is it going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> it's honestly a flip of the coin at this point. I hope to see it go to back to back, but then like back to back to back to back to back to back. But right now, I'm not even going to say that. Right now, it don't look like it's going to happen, right? You feel me? Like, it's, it's hard. It's hard, bro. Like, Carson Warholm keeps on winning. Ron Benjamin, I'm with you, though. I'm with you, though. I'm rooting for you. But right now, like, it's just, it, I want to see it go back to back, back and forth and just be one of the best rivalries ever. But this is hard. And you saw the hurt in Ron Benjamin after he lost that race. Like, this means everything to this man. But you know it means everything to Karsten Warholm as well. He just, look how hyped he was afterwards. He did Superman. He literally ripped his jersey. Like, come on, bro. Like, it's going to be, I, like, it's literally a coin flip every single time they step on the track. And But that's what makes it so exciting. And no matter what, like, Ry, if you, if you well, we want you to win. But, like, no matter what, like, you're, one, you're part of one of the greatest rivalries in track and field history. Like, so, like, you know what I mean? And what's crazy is Rye Benjamin is 24, Carson Warholm is 25. So they're not going nowhere. This is primetime television. Like, this is what we're just going to be watch, sitting back and watching for, like, the next, like, eight, eight years, almost maybe 10. They're just going to be battling yeah. until someone else comes onto the scene. But no one's even, like, no one's even close to them right now, at least in the... Well, the dude dude dos santos from uh brazil's pretty close but like i don't know yeah it's still benjamin and uh warholm like, like at least in the yeah. women's you got uh Fanique, uh you know uh just just starting to get up there too with with sydney and and delia but yeah i it's just cra it's just crazy how how fast they're running i never thought i would see somebody run under 46. i wonder if we're gonna see that again but Rye, yeah, we definitely rooted for for Rye. I I I think that he could get him. I think he could get him. We'll see though. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. And then last fall start, and then we'll move on to well. Oh, actually, let's just go on to these ones. Let's go on to these ones. Now, we got some false starts questions. There's just some things for the running report going into 2022 that we want to talk about. Have some takes that may be hot, may be hot, but let's just discuss it for a second because we also got the running report and the Two Black Runners podcast. So for our Instagram on, on running report, we will get to 10,000 followers, Aaron. Is that a false start? No, that's not a false start. That has been a goal. It's going to be tough. Sometimes I'd be like, yo, Instagram be fighting against us. You already know how we how we had gotten like banned for something that I don't even know. That was weird. But I think definitely with the fact that we'll be able to like be in person just a little bit more, travel to some more meets. They don't even have to be big meets, just be low key. The fact that we have access to like direct contact with people now, I think will help. Um <clears throat> the page grow a little bit more along with some other things we have planned planned but this has been a goal for a minute now and i think i mean yeah i think the world so i think we could get i definitely think we should be able to get 10k this year bro yeah we shooting for it we definitely shooting for it and i think yeah we're, we're shooting for it for sure and then what about this one we will be covering the world championships in eugene in 2022 that's a tough one bro like on site we'll be there is that a false start no, that's not a false start. Come on, man. We we gonna make that happen, bro. The plan's already in the works, bro. I don't know how, but where there is a will, there is a way. I think I think yeah. we gonna end up. I I would be surprised if we didn't end up out there for the world championship. But we gonna we gonna be there one way or another, definitely. Yeah, we gonna be there. We gonna do it. We gonna try and make that happen for sure. What about this one though? We will do at least five live podcasts in 2022. Is that a false start? Five live podcasts. Well, we got in two last year. So we're- And we weren't even expecting it. Yeah, and we weren't even expecting it. So now we're gonna be able to plan for it. So five- Do we wanna do five? That's the real question. Do we I just put five out there, but I think that would be cool. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. I mean, yeah, I could think of like, Five is low key a lot though, low key, but uh, I think I, I I feel like maybe more so four, but I don't know. We might go on tour. We really might. <laughs> we might be the first podcast to go on tour, man. So I don't know. Hey. Just look out for the pre-sale tickets. Yeah, that would be sick. That would be sick. That would be sick. Now about this one, last one I got for you. We will interview a famous celebrity, like not in the running category per se on the two black runners podcast 
you just lagged out for a second, but yes, definitely. Oh. I already got, <laughs> I already got one in mind. I'm keeping under wraps. We'll definitely interview a celebrity outside of the running world. We'll bring them into the running world, but it's gonna be someone you don't expect, I think. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Hey, hey, I'm with that too. That's a two. Like, I think that's definitely what something two black runners can come. Maybe not completely like this year, but maybe down the road. So we're like, we're definitely doing stuff like this and we're talking like running at times. But like a lot of times we're on here getting, we're interviewing runners and then talking to like Michelle Obama. Like, I don't know. I just threw that out there, but wouldn't that be tight? Wouldn't that be tight? (laughs) Michelle Obama? That would be crazy if we got Michelle Obama on here. (laughs) Oh man, you never know. You never know. Just need that connect you just need that connect for sure but that pretty much ends our fall start for the episodes but before we close out i know it's already been kind of long i don't expect it to be this long like 40 minutes in but we want to talk about things that we're kind of looking forward to going into 2022 especially in the running world but one of the biggest things that i'm looking forward to for sure being being that i went to mount sac is like a lot of fans in the stadium aaron and i think we're going to get this particularly because the 10,000 meter and I believe uh, the multis is going to be, not the multis, the, like the decathlon and the heptathlon is going to be at Mount Sac before the U.S. championships. So I'm hoping, and well, Mount Sac Relays too will get that as well. But at the hype in the Mount Sac, like new renovated stadium and with fans there, I'm, I'm really excited to see that. I don't think y'all understand how nice this, this Mount Sac stadium is, bro. It's an injustice that it hasn't been completely filled yet, bro. So I'm definitely super excited to see a track meet there with everyone roaring and, and yelling. I'm hoping that eventually we could have like a, a USA's there. I think that will be, it should definitely be there at some point, but I think yeah. there could be just so much energy in the area and it's not in LA exactly, but like just being closer to LA, I think a lot of athletes will enjoy it. Get that sunshine, you know? And I'm, I'm gonna throw shade for a second, but Walnut's better than Eugene. Like, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm, oh. I'm gonna be real with you. Is that shade? Is that shade though? No, that's just, come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's not shade. But like yeah. Walnut's a good city, bro. And you, like you are close to LA, you're close to OC as well, Orange County. So like, bro, like his name ain't that bad of a spot, like real talk. So like Walnut's cool spot. Eugene, like you kind of get there. We went there. I was expected to be pretty cool. I've been to Portland before, but like, Eugene was cool. I'm not gonna lie. Eugene was cool, but like, yeah. About to just roast yeah. Eugene real quick for a second. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to roast Dang. Eugene like that. But like, it's it def, it's def, it's a college town. It's a college town. Like, mm-hmm. there ain't that much going on for me. But like, what about amazing this? Amazing though. But with that being said, like world championships in Eugene and like the fans around that. But not I mean just saying like the fans in the stands. Let's talk about the people watching at home. Like, can the hype get to that level where everybody? It has at least the idea of that, like the world championships are happening in America this year. Like that would be tight. I think it can, man. If you listen to our false starts, the the stars we named, Shakari Richardson, um, Rye Benjamin, you know what I mean? Cole Hawker, like there's Grant Holloway, like Sydney McLaughlin, Gabby Thomas. Like we have top US stars, Brett Curley, Arion Knighting. Yep that are gonna be competing for medals at the top of the game. And not just do we have top stars, I think it's also good to say like we have, we might not win everything. You got the Jamaicans, you got Shelly Ann Frazier Price, Elaine Thompson, you got Jacob Ingersoll. You got, we bring in so many people to town that are doing historic things. So I think we can raise the energy up, but I also think that the stadium plays a factor too. The production of, of the meat is gonna be very very high with nike being at nike stadium basically like <laughs> you know they're they're gonna go all in so i think we definitely get can get to a place where anyone that you know likes running should know the world championships are here and it's gonna be an exciting sporting event so i think we'll definitely get there you know what nike really needs to do though like they need to bring out like like drake needs to go to world championships 
like those type of people need to be at the event like just chilling you know and really like make it hype like that i feel like that could definitely be the case like if it was in if like it was in la like if it was at the memorial coliseum like i think lebron could possibly like show up or like shannon sharp would show up and stuff like that but i think uh, the great way to do that is like if hayward field and like nike i hope that would be tight if they can reach out to celebrities like bro like come out show your face at the world championships and they would just bring even more hype especially you have like a shakari there that's how the, that's how the hype stays with shakari like at pre-classic like bring drake in like tell drake come to pre-classic just to show your face like hey shakari dap her up before the race like i don't know i feel like stuff little stuff like that goes a long way to make track like really exciting that's how you get that mainstream, bro. Definitely. Hey, we'll see. Like you said, the Shakari hype, bro. That's going to really carry it. That could carry it, bro. That could, that could. And another thing that could carry a lot of energy, definitely in the primetime scene. And low key, because one dude was geeking out on it was Pat McAfee, who does like his own podcast. And you had Ryan Krauser on the shot put, bro. And really the throws in general, but the men's shot put and the women's shot put, Ra Raven Saunders. Like right now, that is really the premier field event. I felt like two years ago, it was going to be the pole vault. The pole vault's right there as well, especially with Marlon Duplantis and Katie Najat actually got the win gold for yeah. the US. But the shot put right now is like unbelievable, especially with Ryan Krauser throwing how good he does every single time and basically going undefeated, breaking his own world record. But with Raven Saunders, what she's everything that she stands up and believes in, I feel like really encompasses 2022 right now overall. Hey. And also, like, you know, let's not forget, like, Ryan Krauser hit that boy, he got that drip drip, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, even, yeah. and Raven Saunders do, too. She got the hairstyles and stuff. She got the personality. Yeah. So there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of energy just there with these athletes as people, you know, and that's in the throws, uh, you know, like uh, Barry, uh, Valerie as well, um, and, and the discus. So there's a lot of personality in in these throwing events and we're doing very well at them so we definitely should be highlighting those athletes a lot so i think i think we'll continue to see you know that popularity rise with people in just the throws events in general most definitely most definitely and an event that's never really loses its popularity but there's definitely a new age coming into it is the 1500 meter of like this new generation of like Hobbs, Kessler, Cole Hawker and even like Nagoose coming into the mix like we feel like I feel like there always is this new batch of college talent but this college talent well Hobbs Kessler is not even that man just went high school to pro but this talent like they're coming right into the mix to where this dude aaron saying that cole hawker is gonna medal at the world championships like they're really shifting everything in the men's 1500 like how interested are you about for this next year i'm super excited and it's just crazy because we thought like you know and i'm not even trying to say like we thought it was like craig ingles like craig ingles josh thompson like that's a whole like kind of era that we thought was gonna be yeah next after central right but it looks like they almost got leapfrogged because co-author's mm -hmm. popularity is so big and i don't want to doubt either and the goose's popularity too just well collegiate record holder and then hobbs kessler ran 334 as a high schooler like that's another thing i'm super excited to see how does he do you know in his first like full pro pro year you know so i think that could be a honestly that's possible for that to be a team. That could be the team for a world. It's good, good, good. Not so, very likely, but it could be, could be. <laughs> so I'm excited <laughs> to see just what, what what happens this year in the 15, bro. Cause, Cause yeah, definitely a new generation of athletes just came through. Shout out new gen. <laughs> hey, you know what we need to see, what we don't need to see this year, bro? What? Let's, let's not get on Centro. Let's not get on Centro in April. Like, let's just, <laughs> Let's hold leave off. Let's hold off. Alone. Leave that man alone, okay? Let's leave him alone. <laughs> let's hold off on Citro this year, bro. Let's let's wait. Let's wait until like July or like you know, let's wait till May to get on Centro. Like let's like come on, bro. When he runs in April, let's just back off and just, you know, like let this man let this man get in in the shape first. <laughs> you know what Yo, I mean? That's funny. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. And then we got two more things, then we'll get you out of here. But the thing, Mo, 
her first season and i think there's a lot of first seasons that we're really excited to i can even include like tara davis her first pro season hobbs kessler's first pro season cole hawker's rookie season isaiah jewett's rookie season there's a lot of rookie seasons that i think we're really going to be interested and just excited to see what they do cooper tears rookie season connor mance's rookie season it's going to be hype bro like what's which rookie season are you most excited to see Javon Harrison's, that's Loki. That's the one I'm excited most about. Javon Harrison's rookie season. I mean, I think you're right though. It might be, it's a, it's a thing. Like she won a gold medal. She won a gold medal. Um, dang near almost around 154. Like, is she gonna break a world record? Is that a legitimate conversation that we should be having? I mean, I think we're all, all kind of thinking like, when is she gonna break the world record? Is she gonna, is she gonna run the eight and the four? Is she ever gonna do that at a championship? So like she's done so much in her first collegiate season that she ever had. So I'm excited to see, you know, what does her career look like as a pro? What events does she focus on? Does she get a world record? How many four by four goals is she gonna win? So I think it's just the start of a legend. Like she's already a legend going back to high school. So I think I have to be more most excited to see what she's gonna do. Yeah, I think it is interesting too. Like, what is she gonna run? Because like the fact of like last year during the college season, I feel like they kind of filled it in with a lot of four hundreds and stuff because like she just had to run those meets. She was kind of like forced to. But will they go to that same approach and just run a lot of fours, or will she just come out swinging? Well, she's her, she's gonna open up in the eight at Milrose, but is she just gonna come out swinging to the outdoor season, right into the eight hundred, or will she run some fours and some fifteens? which would be super, super interesting. But yeah, I think Mo definitely don't want to be excited about, but Javon Harrison too. I'm excited for him, bro. That the high jump, long jump double is just ridiculous. And then they'll do that USA's as well in the finish seventh and I believe um, seventh and fifth at the Olympics and the high jump and the long jump is just crazy. So like this Mr. Jumpman is is definitely somebody that we have to look look out for for sure and anything that he does in his rookie season if he's able to go back to back high jump and long jump like u.s champion like i just want to see a medal in one of those that would yeah. be sick yeah let's not forget this man didn't lose until he got to the olympics like he didn't lose ever until he got to the olympics so like insane. yeah that's insane bro so let's see like he's not gonna be tired he's not gonna be as tired when he gets to eugene this year so let's see i, I want to see him double i want to see him double again maybe he brings him a medal in both so mm. that's gonna we'll be yeah, definitely it. gonna be exciting we'd we'll love to see it and then lastly what we're looking forward to which possibly could be her last season we don't know yet she's definitely leaving it ambig ambiguous about it allison felix her final season possibly on the track this year could be something happening i hope she opens up at mount sack that's what i'm hoping but you never know what she's gonna do but allison felix final season looking forward to that definitely you know this is it's like kobe it's like his final his tour you know what i mean i i hope that if it is her final season you know the u.s track world we really just honor her you know we've been seeing this girl in the olympics since 2004 bro that's freaking insane i know my whole life she has been the epitome of us track and field for sure so i hope definitely just hope to see like some type of tour or something just commemorating her this entire season and i would love to see her cap it off at worlds getting another medal that'd be crazy bro it's really it would oh, dang that would be wild bro like the fact that she could go back and get another medal in the 400 like that would be crazy dude that would really be crazy but no Austin felix this is her last year or even if she does doesn't come back like i would be cool like allison felix just like you said ever since i've been born like it's always been allison felix and has never has never lost a step really just has never lost a step at all she's always in the conversation always in the mix and always threatening to get a medal if not winning you know so yeah crazy uh, yeah i hope but i really do hope she opens up my mount sack bro that would be so hype and i think people would go crazy people would go crazy but yeah 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 yeah. that's pretty much all we got for y'all though bro like it's gonna be an exciting 2022 
we're hyped bro definitely for the two black runners podcast if y'all like what we're doing make sure you guys leave a review man like share this with somebody or like just give us five stars on apple Podcasts. it really helps to make sure that we grow this podcast to be bigger and bigger because this past year in 2021 like we grew a lot like for sure but we still lost in this running in this podcast competition well we finished fourth Aaron and sweat yeah, elite man. sweat elite is better than us i'm just playing, I'm just playing. yo yo <laughs> But low key, Sweat Elite is. Oh, I'm just playing. I'm just saying. City's no. bag is better than us. No, I'm just playing. Shout out, Chris. <laughs> Coffee Club. No, I'm just playing. But it did happen. We lost. So I want to. We want to air and be saying it. We try to be the best podcast, running podcast in the world. Like, let's make it happen. I mean, that's only. Yeah, bro. I can't say nothing bad against what you're saying. Like, we 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 are trying to be the best, bro. So yeah, Sweat Elite better than us. Like, wh wh why would we be shooting to not be the best? You know what I mean? Come on, man. Like, Every, yeah, to everyone listening, we just appreciate all your support. But like Joshua said, if y'all could share this, share this with a friend or a homie, something like that. But just if y'all listen this far to the podcast, as always, you are a true real one. And we definitely appreciate y'all tuning in and looking forward to just getting as much content as possible to y'all in this new year. Yeah, most definitely, bro. Appreciate you guys all. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on YouTube at Running Report and everything. And we'll see y'all next Tuesday. Let's get it. Sir.